This week's episode of the Cinema Geekly Podcast is brought to you by HostGator.com. Whether you're looking to build a website for your business, for home use, your personal blog, or even a podcast of your very own, there is no better place to turn to than HostGator.com. With packages starting as low as $7 a month, HostGator provides a ton of bandwidth and hosting storage space for your website or blog. HostGator also boasts 24-7 tech support, all based in the United States, and they guarantee uptime of your website 99.9% of the time. And just for Cinema Geekly listeners, you can enter the coupon code CINEMAGEEKLY at checkout and save 25% off of your hosting order. This week's episode of the Cinema Geekly Podcast also brought to you by Amazon.com. If you're looking for a way to help support the Cinema Geekly website with no additional cost to you, and you shop on Amazon, then we have the perfect solution. Head to CinemaGeekly.com, and on the right-hand side of the page, we have a link that takes you directly to Amazon. In fact, we even recommend that you bookmark that link and use it every time you shop at Amazon. Because if you do, every time you shop at Amazon.com, 8 to 10% of your purchase gets sent from Amazon back to Cinema Geekly to help support the CinemaGeekly.com website. It doesn't matter whether you buy a Blu-ray or a PlayStation 4 or even if you buy a, a kayak. It doesn't matter how big or how small the order is. Every single purchase you make comes back and helps the CinemaGeekly.com website. All in part thanks to Amazon.com. time for the Cinema Geekly Podcast, episode 52. My name is Anthony Lewis. And I'm Aaron De La Osa. And I'm Glenn Bove. <laughs> I'm Cody Kelly. Thanks for checking us out on CinemaGeekly.com, Facebook, Twitter, Google+, and Tumblr. Uh, that's where we hang out social media-wise. The first thing, actually, I was... Uh, the last couple weeks have kind of been slow for news, uh, but last week picked up a little bit, and then right after we posted the podcast last week, just shit blew up everywhere news-wise. So much stuff was released. Uh, just gobs and gobs of it. Uh, the first the first piece of news was a Hollywood Reporter talking about a brand new Terminator shows in the works. Uh, did any of you guys see the, the, the Sarah Connor Chronicles? I did not. Okay. Glenn, did you... Any Aaron, Glenn, either of you guys check out Sarah Connor Chronicles? Nope. I did not. Oh, I, uh, really? Yeah. <laughs> It, it shames me to say, but I, I did not. Glenn, did you did you see it at all? No, no, I never watched it. Unbelievable! It's really not a bad show at all. Uh, unfortunately, Summer Glau was in the cast, which means it it got canceled. Uh, as and, and that's why case. I didn't watch it. I don't know that my balls had a chance to refill. <laughs> as will be the case for Arrow. Mark my words. She's in the cast. That show's getting canned soon. <laughs> as is the case for Arrow. Bada boom. She <laughs> she is. <laughs> The kiss of death for television shows. Anyway, I should mention it was a really good show that um, it's it's in the list of many, but it didn't get canned after one season. I think it got about three uh, seasons or so, and it got consecutively better. And uh, if people are interested, I think 
it might be on if it's not on Netflix anymore. I know for a fact it's still on Amazon Prime, and uh, we'll be plugging uh, more Amazon Prime goodness in a little bit. Uh, but yeah, there's a uh, the some of the writers from the uh, Sarah Connor Chronicles are doing a a uh, another show, and it's apparently it's going to be following the events of the 1984 original film, which. Um, from what I gather is in some way tied into the new film that they're going to be doing eventually. I'm not really sure. Yeah, if this uh, is all... I got a little bit on that. It's going to be Terminator Genesis, and essentially uh, the show is uh, is going to lead into a point in the movie to where things could have went differently. Essentially what, what I believe will happen is due to Arnold's involvement is that uh, he'll be involved and he'll somewhat – uh, like the earlier plot line we read earlier, where he would be a sheriff, like protecting the Connor family or something right, like that. Right, right, right. I think what'll happen is there'll be there'll be some human there who they model the Terminator after, and he'll be the one that goes back to save Sarah Connor. And they actually just cast uh, Sarah Connor in uh, Terminator Genesis. It's uh, Amelia Clark from Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. the Khaleesi. She's yes. gonna be playing Sarah Connor in the uh, the the reboot slash continuation. Sold. Yeah, me too. I'm sold right there. Mother, put the mother of dragons in anything, and I'll watch that shit. Yeah. Uh, let's go to something else that Glenn's uh, fond of. Of course, the Doctor Who talk. <laughs> we and oh, and Aaron, we we, I, I think we mentioned this a bunch of times already, but uh, Stephen Moffat, showrunner for uh, for Doctor Who, pretty much confirmed what I, I think most fans were already contemplating is the possibility that Matt Smith, uh, his version of the Doctor, is the final. Uh, supposedly the final uh, regeneration of the doctor thus making it uh, i guess what technically impossible for for him to regenerate into peter capaldi's version of the doctor which you know obviously that's the whole point of uh of the christmas episode this year yep. is going to be explaining why uh why that rule doesn't isn't going to isn't really going to matter i guess uh, as far as i'm aware from from show lore and all that is that it, it's time lord law Right, so maybe right. there'll be something with him, like since he saved the entire, you know, Gallifrey, they'll, you know, they'll be like, oh, here's another whole set of regeneration, so she can go on for another seventy years. <laughs> there you go. They'll just self-reference themselves. Yeah. Uh, they're they're going to shatter the fuck out of the fourth wall. A la Pearl Harbor and uh, and self-reference World War Two before it even starts. <laughs> uh, I'm never going to forget that as long as I live. Uh, oh, what a shitstorm that was. Like <laughs> was. The movie, like Pearl Harbor itself was terrible, but the movie was far worse. <laughs> right. Well, I would say, I guess you could probably also say that Pearl Harbor itself was a shitstorm as far as uh, horribleness goes, but mm-hmm. the movie itself, mm-hmm. uh, another class. That's but also, Josh Hartnett was not in the real Pearl Harbor. Unfortunately, no. <laughs> uh, uh, God, I don't know how we, there's no way to say that without sounding like a complete dick, so. Uh, it's not getting edited out though, so my apologies. Fuck there, you, Josh Hartnett. <laughs> okay, I think that's that saved it right there. Um, uh, for me, I don't know, Aaron. I'm I'm almost positive they're 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 teasing a lot of going back to uh, Matt Smith's first episode, uh, the eleventh yep. hour, and my guess is it has something to do with the cracks in the wall, and that's mm-hmm. how he's gonna get his regeneration shit all back together so we can you know again regenerate another 12 or 13 times and well like you said too they're supposed to reveal what the voice was like the right. rivers and the exploding you know the silence will fall like that whole thing mm-hmm. the very palpatine sort of voiceover so it's a uh, goddamn i'm getting excited for it uh did you sh- uh speaking to bbc before we hop off the bbc bandwagon <laughs> the uh the series three launch trailer for sherlock came out and not the really crappy 30 seconds or so worth of <laughs> Uh, that we got with uh, uh, 
a, a chubby girl texting and saying, oh, my God, uh, this was actually footage uh, from the show. Looks pretty solid, Glenn. You, uh, I know this is more down your alley. What did, what did you think of the trailer? Yeah, I still I like that they did a time jump in between. Well, it appears they did a time jump in between him dying and him not being dead. Watson has a beard, so that I think yeah, that immediately says like time jump. Yeah. Well, he even says in a trailer, like, it's been like two years since you've shown up. So it's a long walk to the Lonely Mountain. What the hell have you been doing these past <laughs> two years? Yeah. So I mean, he, uh, you know, they talk about how he was waiting to let all the water settle and. Obviously, there's some other bad guy that he was following to, you know, see what was going on. So right, right, I'm right. excited. It looks like they're going to make a whole storyline about uh, how Sherlock did not die and where he's been since then. So it's looking like we're going to get some sort of at least a, maybe a, a couple uh, a couple episode arc. I think at least in that. I mean, because we're not talking normal episodes. Those are these are almost like movies. Yeah. Um. Cody, have you uh, have you seen any of? Tell me, you've seen some Sherlock. It's, it's such a good show. I know. I ha- I have not. I've been meaning to watch it for probably like two years because it's on my Netflix queue. But there's always something else that pops up. Oh, no, oh spoiler yeah. then. Um, well, I guess not spoiler. <laughs> if you've read the books, they've been out for over a hundred years. It kind of <laughs> happens with him and Moriarty from time to time so yeah him and moriarty <laughs> tend to die an awful lot if uh, depending, on the, <laughs> depending on the book or movie that you're watching um but yeah and and it's and it's daunting too because i'm like oh, i want to watch this and then i saw that each episode was an hour and a half and i'm like wow okay um but it took me some time but once i got into it it was uh yeah it's it's a pretty incredible show i, lo- I love the modern day uh take that they're that they're using with it so yeah i i, I couldn't be more excited it's going to be Airing on the uh, the first of January in the BBC, and apparently because of the deal they got with PBS here in the states to air it, uh, which blows, of course, uh, we won't be seeing it on Masterpiece Television on PBS until the 18th of January. Um, so everybody, Glenn, be patient. No torrenting. <laughs> What's a torrent? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't what is, is, is it like some kind of you know? Chalupa is like on a Taco Bell menu or something. It's like a mystical cookie of some sort. I think it's some kind of weather <laughs> phenomenon or something yeah. in the ocean. I'm not sure. Oh, an El Nino. Okay. It rains, de- rains down storms of awesome on you. I thought that's what David Carradine was doing in that closet. Oh, Tor- no. He was torrenting. <laughs> Am I, I not right? No, no, no. That's incorrect. I, I see. I was gonna, I was gonna go for the more obvious joke of like the thing that Miley Cyrus was doing, but. Uh, Cody just went right to the heart, stabbed it right through. Excellent. Uh, that's, that's not, I don't, the less, the less I have to think about David Carradine and how he passed, uh, the better. Cal Drogo is in Batman versus Superman, Aaron, Jason Momoa. Well, at least he's in talks, but we already know what that means. We know what in talks is yeah. in talks is it's the same thing for in baseball when it's like so-and-so is in talks with so-and-so. It basically just means it happened, and they just haven't announced it yet. Correct. Uh, Hollywood Reporter is saying that Jason uh, Jason Momoa, who was Kel Drogo in Game of Thrones, and he was also stupendous in uh, Stargate Atlantis as well. Is... And Conan. Great Conan in a terrible movie. I didn't see Conan, but... Uh, he was that's great. Why... He was great. But that's... the rest, yeah. 
That's why I stayed away. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Ron Perlman was in that movie, so him and Ron Perlman were he, both. He wasn't in it for very long, so it, anything oh, past yeah. the first 15 minutes, that's all Momoa. And the Perlman, and the Perlman is great as well, but. Yeah. Uh, late, and, and lately he's been tremendous in movies. He's just been only been in those movies for about oh, yeah, 10 minutes man. or so, yeah. roughly. Yeah, he fucking dies in everything, man. Jesus. <laughs> Where's my goddamn shoe? Oh, man. Um. <laughs> uh, so yeah, he's uh looks like he's going to be joining up with uh already announced cast members Henry Cavill, Ben Affleck, Gal Gadot. Uh let's see what I would do any ideas uh Aaron on who he might be who he might be playing assuming that in fact he is in obviously. Uh well there's some speculation about that going on as that he'll either be uh Martian Manhunter John <clears throat> excuse me, uh John Johns or he'll be Doomsday. Uh, it, it's kind of hard to tell, given the, the different universes DC uses. Uh, I'm sure Glenn can speak better about this than I can, but as far as I'm aware, Doomsday uh, doesn't really speak in any of them. He's just sort of like this giant, uh, you know, murder missile. They just point at stuff, and <laughs> you know, he just goes through and wrecks shit. Uh, but as far as being a Martian Manhunter, I mean, you know, the dude can act, and he is, uh, you know, yeah. a, a very superhero and kind of sized dude. So, I mean, I think he could pull either or off. But I mean, a, a guy of his size. Uh, and you know, acting caliber. I don't see them putting him as Doomsday unless you're going to put a twist on it, where you know he's, you know, able to speak and emote and all that. I mean, if they were just going to go that route, you know, why not do what they did in Man of Steel and just get the really large guy who just mouth breathed for a few, you know, for like two hours? <laughs> right, right, right. Um, by the way, before we continue the discussion on this, I should note that Murder Missile would be an awesome name for a comic book superhero. <laughs> so somebody get on that right now. I want my first edition of Murder Missile in my in my mailbox immediately. <laughs> Stanley, I know you listen. Uh, uh, I don't, uh, Cody, have you seen have you seen much of uh, Jason Momoa in anything Game of Thrones or anything like that? Uh, I've seen like a little bit of the like the Conan stuff. Mm-hmm. I didn't actually see the movie, but like I'm familiar with him. Yeah, yeah, I don't blame you for not having seen that Conan movie. By the way, last I'm a big, I'm a great. big, I'm a big fan of his, but I, yeah, I, I yeah, steered clear of that movie far and away. Um, just by the, just by the looks, though. I mean, any idea? I mean, and obviously, you can't always go just on, just on looks. But he's a, he's a big dude. Um, I'm not, I'm not sure. Do you, do you have an idea? Do you think you know where they might be going with the, uh, the Superman Batman movie? Because honestly, I have. No idea. Uh, with Mar- Mar- the Marvel movies, it felt like a straight line, like everybody knew exactly what they were doing. And uh, this movie, I don't, I'm not exactly sure. I, I mean, I, I think obviously the big picture is they want to set up for Justice League, but um, I, I have no idea where they're actually headed uh, villain-wise. Or I mean, do you have any, uh, any ideas of, of where this might be headed? Not like the whole movie. Uh- I can't really see – I don't know who they would put for him like in the Justice League just because he is like so huge. So I would be willing to bet he's probably going to be a villain. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would rather that not be Doomsday in this movie though. <laughs> no. Uh, well, I mean do you, do you think that's – like it's just not – you don't see him in that role or you don't particularly care for the character at all? Well, the character's fine. I just right, right. I don't think it would fit for this movie. Okay, um, Glenn, any any thoughts on the Momoa? Uh, I don't think he should be John Johns just because of I mean, really his appearance. He's effing huge. 
Uh, and John's is like, you know, he's, he's, you know, the six, two regular height of everybody else that they like to pump out as superheroes mm-hmm. in DC. Uh, but he's not like this very large intimidating creature and he's a shapeshifter. I think, um, he may be Vandal Savage. I don't know why they would put Vandal Savage in a movie just because he's kind right. of a, a weird character. I mean, he's, he's a caveman who's been, you know, who, who doesn't die and yeah, can't die. The, the immortal, um, uh, yeah. But I mean, I, for me, like I, Momoa looks just like him almost in, in doom to a certain extent. Uh, but I just, I, I don't know. Zack Snyder, I saw an interview with Zack Snyder. I don't even think he really has it all fleshed out in his head. <laughs> he just sure kind of sits there and he's like, "No, you know, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I did have the uh, the, uh, the 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 Wayne Enterprises logo on there. I don't know if it's alluding to anything or if if I'm just doing it for fun. But I, yeah, it wasn't. It was really cool though, wasn't it? It's like, what, what, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, you're in charge of this. this I is, like essentially, essentially that's just WB with their hands shoved up his ass, making him puppet. I mean, yeah, they yeah. they're just throwing shit at him. Like it was only supposed to be Batman versus Superman. Now they're like, well, here's Wonder Woman. You know, here's Flash. Uh, you know, here's Doomsday Possibly, or right, something. Right. Yeah, they're just giving like here, here's a big plate of shit. You know, make us a souffle. Like it's really, oh my god, it it could be very dangerous with how much they're trying to cram into this shit just to catch up. I mean, we heard I mean, obviously we heard the Flash uh, rumors, and if it's in any relation to what they're doing with the Flash on Arrow, then that means uh, we could see Green Arrow show up, and uh, you know who knows. And obviously, I think you'd if you do this, you want to keep it to small cameos. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Well, uh, I'm hoping more and more with the show with Arrow that they're going to start teasing some more because a few of the episode synopses they got coming up. Uh, one of the titles is Heir to the Demon. I mean, that's another reference to Ra's al Ghul. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, the, the League of Shadows is like in every episode now. They're dropping a League lot of League of Assassins, hints. Aaron. League oh, sorry, of Assassins. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, right. You can't call yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can't, you can't, you can't uh, misidentify anything right. in relation to comic books, comic book movies, or television shows without that's getting true. harassed on the interwebs. But only Shadows in the Nolan movies. That, yeah. that's, that's where the name came from. Uh, did you guys? Uh, which of you guys caught the uh, the mid season finale? By the way, worst term in all of television is mid season fucking finale. But did you guys uh, catch the mid season finale? And Glenn, I know you're still catching up on Arrow. You haven't watched anything yet. But it, uh, Cody or Aaron, did you guys see the mid season finale of of Arrow? Oh, they did. Yes, I did. They did. Yeah, the f- absolutely. Yeah, with the uh, they they kind of did the Flash origin. How did you? I mean, they didn't go full throttle with it. Obviously, it was kind of like that's the. The cliffhanger. Um, what did you, Aaron? What did you think of how they, uh, of how they handled the the origin? How uh, now you know me, sir. Not a big comic book guy at all. So how how much did they stick to the uh, the comic book origin? Did they did they stray at all? Oh no, they were faithful as shit to it. I think, uh, and, and Glenn can collect, you know, can correct me. He's more of a DC guy. Is that uh, the particle accelerator, accelerator? They were teasing a lot uh, in mm-hmm. the show. A lot of people thought they were going to do it that way. But as far as I'm aware, in the comic book, I mean, it was just like it happened. You know, bolt of lightning, flash, and a bunch of chemicals, and then, you know, dude's just super quick. Uh, I thought they did it really well. It's a little bit different from the comic books, but that whole show has kind of done things different. So I enjoyed it, and I think it works for that show. Yeah. The uh, I, I, Do you have uh, – I mean, did you like who they, uh, who they used for, uh, for Barry Allen? Is it a good choice or – uh, I had no idea who he was until right. I saw him on this. Um, he was a little bit different than I expected, but I thought he—I thought he nailed it. Right, right. I mean, he's new to—he's new to me. I'm not familiar with uh, Aaron. I think you may have mentioned last week where where they where they got him 
where they found him, what his previous work was. But Yeah, he was a Glee kid, so there was kind of a fallout uh, when he was cast. Yeah, I'm glad I missed that internet meltdown. <laughs> uh, he was he was fine. He was totally fine. I mean, uh, I mean, obviously, it's I would say it, uh, a guest arc on two episodes of a show that isn't your own show isn't really enough to to really judge. But based on what we saw there, I think it's you know pretty much thumbs up for the guy. So I, I don't know. I'm I'm looking forward to it. I, I think it's going to be good. The movie studios have finally caught up with us, Aaron. They got a, a real Godzilla trailer out. And, uh, I mean, way after we had a Godzilla trailer up on our website, but they, they did finally push one out. And, I, like, uh, I like the one we put up much better. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I like this one. I, I thought it was really good. I thought it was solid. The, uh, the, the teaser we put up was from a while ago, I think it was the Comic-Con uh, trailer, which is literally just some of the CG shots from this trailer, um, especially the ending shot. But there was this, uh, this trailer featured a lot more of the... Uh, um, the some of the live action stuff as well. And they, you talk about the one we put up where the, where the guy was talking over it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the guy oh goddamn! Do I love the Hin- that? Oh, do, the guy was doing the Hindu scripture. Um, <laughs> the I am become death. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, no, no. no. I, mean, I, I mean, I'm talking about the official trailer we put up where the the guy's filming it on his phone. Oh my god! And he's like jerking off about yeah. it in the theater. <laughs> uh, Cody, you didn't get a chance to see that one, did you? Not, not the one with the guy. No. <sighs> I did. I was fortunate enough to see this. Glenn, you didn't. You missed it too, didn't you? Yeah, I, I barely missed it. Um, so yeah, it was a, it was a pretty decent quality cam <laughs> that some dude shot. But I don't know who this guy was, man, because I, I I commented on it, and I I mean I really do recall being very excited for a lot. Of, there's some stuff that I just get giddy over. There's a lot of squee worthy shit out there, but. I don't think I've ever been that excited for anything as this dude was excited for this Godzilla movie. Um, there was there was some really heavy breathing. Uh, there was some really awkward sounds that you know I don't know if we could even on this podcast I'm not sure we could we could describe and stick uh, your fist and, into a mayonnaise jar fast a few times <laughs> and leave feeling comfortable. <laughs> it was just really weird, Aaron. What did you oh. think the first time you saw this? I had to. I, I couldn't hear any of the dialogue. I was just laughing so hard at this, at this guy. <laughs> it took me four runs through this fucker just to figure out, like, oh, it's Godzilla, because I was just giggling my ass off about it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the uh, the the first time I I watched it, I was like, you know, okay, and then I heard like the, <gasps> you know, like the gasp oh of, God. yeah, I, I oh. and I'm like, not one of these fucking ones, because I, I see, you see that in a lot of leaked trailers. The person recording it is not courteous enough to just record it for the rest of the viewing audience. They, they themselves have to provide a commentary track uh, on top of it, and I'm like, oh God, not one of these. But as it progressed, it became easily the most hilarious. This is clearly, if if I had not known better, I would have thought Godzilla was going to be the best comedy film of 2014. I'm willing to throw this guy a bone. If he wants to just be our, to be our official trailer scooper, <laughs> and just do commentary for each one. Oh my god, I would be happier than a pig and shit. Yeah, it I was mean, just a funny. And I, I, when I saw the Hobbit: uh, Desolation of Smog yesterday, mm-hmm. the uh, the Godzilla trailer came on. I found myself saying what that guy was saying <laughs> during the clip. I just I couldn't fucking help it. Oh, okay. So when you saw the real trailer, Aaron, without without <laughs> orgasmic commentary, it wasn't as good. As, as the first. <laughs> no, uh, I I saw Smog in, in the Extreme IMAX, and you know, seeing that the trailer on that scope, oh. like with the actual. THX, you know, vibrating seats and, you know, yeah. the, the kidney shifters. I mean, all that stuff. Yeah, it was phenomenal. Yeah, it, it looked tremendous. It was very, um, it was very atmospheric. It was, it was, it's different from a lot of other trailers you see. There's, 
there's not as much thundering and booming music. There's there's actually a shocking amount of of quiet in the yeah. trailer, which is which makes it all so much better. Glenn, yeah. uh, Glenn, what'd you what'd you think, sir? Uh, there's a lot of reaction shots. Not yes, enough Heisenberg and not enough Godzilla. <laughs> That's true. No, but... I mean, it was fine. I mean, it's it's the first trailer. You're never, never going to show you anything. It's just like a no, no, no. It's, you know, it's a teaser. So no, the... I mean, it was and it wasn't nothing like blew me away. No, uh, I the, just the skydive shot looked great. Oh yeah, with yeah. the the paratroopers and stuff, and then. Uh, seeing it from like the inside of the the goggle view or whatever as it's coming into frame and there's just fucking Godzilla strolling through the street. Yeah, I'm like, wow, that's that? such a it was such a great shot. Um, uh, Cody, did you did you see the Godzilla trailer? I did. Uh, psyched for this? I, I I I've never really watched a lot of Godzilla movies. Uh, I think like most of us, the last. One most of us probably saw was the Matthew Broderick Godzilla movie uh, with a soundtrack featuring Puff Daddy, and uh, yeah, left a sour taste in many of people's mouth. But this looks great, no? Yeah, it, it does, and I thought uh, they really, the tone is really, really, really good. Yeah. And I really appreciated all the bullshit that that dude was giving them right before <laughs> they jumped. <laughs> That did, wait, that doesn't happen in the real world? No, that is pretty much spot on. Like, no matter what you're doing, they're blowing smoke is, up your ass. Oh, is that You're like, hey, you identified with it. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. I'm going to see that in, like, every every movie from now on and just know, like, wow, that somewhere, somewhere in, like, the real world, somebody gave that speech. <laughs> Perhaps after watching that movie. Do you think that happens sometimes? Oh, I'm sure. I've heard some doozies from commanders and all kinds of things. Oh, we lost Glenn, it looks like. A Sharknado in Texas. Maybe Angel's on and he had to go to FAP like that guy over the Godzilla trailer. <sighs> Don't make fun of him anymore, Aaron, because we're going to have to put up... Glenn, are you there? Yeah, I am. Okay. okay. <laughs> I'm like, don't make fun of him anymore. I don't want him to make fun of Doctor Who. I have kids who might someday listen to this podcast, and they are Whovians. Christ, that's frightening. It is scary, actually, if they listen to this. I mean, thing. other people's kids listen to us. Like, our biggest demographic is, like, 17-year-olds. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, it is. Um, wait, <laughs> <what>? <laughs> Keep Glenn away from them. Uh, well, it's all, it's all legal in Texas. Is it? Is that true? Is that... Well, it's a, there's a two-year rule, I guess, is what it is. Like, if you're 19, she's 17, it's okay. I love it's, that more we're a it's more of a courtesy than a rule. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think that... if you got a gun and some barbecue sauce, you can pretty much get away with anything in Texas. Absolutely. Right. Uh, well, well, we don't barbecue, we grill. So <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's get that straight. It's and, gr- uh, so wait, do you call it grill sauce there? Yeah. <laughs> We don't, we don't use barbecue sauce, really. We use like, steak that's, sauce. What, that's what you Yankees use. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I know what you northern people are like, but <laughs> down here in Texas, God's country. Steak sauce. We, we just use steak sauce and what, what the animal gave us in our season. <laughs> yeah, no. Holy shit. Let's, uh, we're, did, uh, did you guys check out the, uh, the Jupiter Ascending? trailer from the Wachowskis. Oh, Christ, yes. This is another one I saw yesterday in the Extreme IMAX. Their space epic, if you will. Um, which is... Uh, God, who is who is in this? This is the follow-up to Cloud Atlas. That they... You know, it, it, before I saw the trailer, I would have said this is stacked up to be like, you know, the, like a supreme just shit sandwich with uh, Channing Tatum and Mila Kunis being the bread slices and then the Wachowskis being the filler. But yeah. goddamn, was that trailer awesome. 
It looked it looked phenomenal. Oh uh, my god, it was so good. I mean, and I liked Cloud Atlas from a visual perspective. I just thought, as a movie, it just I don't know it was it was too jumbled. And I know the book is jumbled as well, but they jumbled it even further than the book jumbled it. And there's a lot of people, fans of the book, that were not happy with how they uh, they pieced the film together. And it was you know, I mean, by the end of the movie, it's like, oh yeah, yeah, it all came together kind of nice. But then you. The first watch through really soured me because it's like, well, I had to sit through all of that shit to finally be like, oh, it all pieced together at the end. Okay, um, but this this looks a lot different. Uh, the only and the only the only thing I take any issue with was uh, the people on the interwebs finally decrying that there is there is finally guys a an original science fiction movie. And my first thought was, well, this kind of just feels like Cinderella but in outer space. It's like she's the poor girl being taken off to become this super princessy queen of the universe thing. It just, you know, it to me it felt like what Avatar felt like, which was dances. I watched the trailer then. You haven't watched it yet, Glenn? No, I didn't. But because you said no, like I saw Tane and Tane on Kyle, I'm like, oh fuck, this is just gonna be something I won't talk about this week. And uh, now you said it's gonna be about Cinderella. Now now I gotta watch it. I thought it. I thought it looked. I thought it looked. Uh, I thought it looked fantastic, and it's uh, sprawling, obviously, and epic, like Cloud Atlas was. That seems to be what the Wachowskis are doing these days. And but as far as I'm concerned, they still haven't really. To me, they haven't done anything that grabbed my attention like the first Matrix film. And as I as I mentioned uh, on the website, uh, most of Matrix Reloaded. But there's definitely large chunks of that that also didn't grab my attention either. So it's kind of been a downslide, uh, a, a down, a downhill slide for that. I, I wasn't a fan of uh, Speed Racer either, although I know it's got its uh, fans. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I thought it looked good. Cody, did you uh, take the time out of your day to check out the trailer? <laughs> I I have not even heard of this. What is it? Jupiter Ascending? Yes. I had not even heard of it. Yeah, yeah. They uh, the Wachowskis seem to make movies in secret now, and like the the news just barely kind of. Like barely creeps out. Like Cloud Atlas, they did with uh, Tom Hanks and Holly Berry, and that was all independent. There was no studio involved. Didn't, didn't each one play like eight roles in the oh, goddamn yeah. movie? Oh yeah. Uh, I should also mention uh, Sean Bean is in this movie, so we will start. Oh making, yeah. <laughs> we will start taking bets on how long he lives into the movie. So twelve minutes for he gets his head cut off. <laughs> Just throw it out the window real quick, Glenn. I know we promised the only Doctor Who news, but there was a, uh, a Christmas <laughs> episode trailer that popped out. Um, it was excellent. It looks great. Yep. Uh, Aaron also threw in uh, a note for people to follow him on Twitter at Prophet of Geek, and apparently nobody really did. So no, no fuck t-shirt. you, people. That's it. It's, it. I'm keeping the shirt for myself. <laughs> no t-shirts for you. Hey, Glenn. Award season just around the corner. Golden Globes yep. released their nominations and. Uh, did. Any any thoughts on because obviously this is the the Globes are usually the precursor for usually what you see nominated here usually tends to get the nomination for the Oscar as well but there's variations from time to time. Um, any uh, anything in the in the best uh, and, and obviously they they cheat a little bit and separate their best motion picture yeah. into drama and musical or comedy. Uh, anything you thought getting uh, got left out or got nominated that you're like what the fuck. Uh, uh, the big, th- I, don't, I don't, I didn't see it on there. I may have, I just overlooked it was, uh, the biggest thing people keep talking about is a uh, Fruitvale station. Yeah. It was I not didn't get the chance to, I didn't get a chance to see it on there. And that was a lot of people are crying foul on that, but it in mud. Uh, cause I know going into this, I watched mud and I thought it was really good. 
That's right. the uh, McConaughey movie. Yeah, it's the other one, and it's yeah. just—it's one of those things where it comes out in the summertime. You're just gonna, you know, you're it gonna gets get lost. forgotten. Yeah. It gets lost in the show. Uh, the only time I've ever seen like recently uh, movies done that well was uh, was Midnight in Paris. Woody Allen got best original screenplay for that, uh, and Crash, which is not, I don't even—it's not even that good of a movie. It's just controversial. It just—it gives you a thing. Yeah. It gives you. I like it hits Crash, all the things though. that the Academy I like. Yeah, uh, and so, and that came out in April. But other than that, if you don't come out, you know, you're talking about the video game awards. If you don't come out with a month and a half left in the year, you're uh, you're not going to get nominated, kind of thing. Right, right. But, uh, well, uh, Rush Rush got nominated. That that yeah, came out a yeah, little yeah. while ago. So yeah, it, uh, it's very good. But most of the but most of the big heavies that we figured would get nominated got nominated. Twelve Years a Slave, Captain Phillips, uh, Gravity, Philomena. Uh, the Wolf of Wall Street that hasn't even hit theaters yet, has it? No, not yet. It comes I... out uh, the twenty eighth, I think. I don't think it's a Christmas Day release. <laughs> I think it's a little bit after. I love. They it. had problems with editing. I, it I, was, yeah. I just, I just want to say this is the thing I love the most. Uh, I think they, I, I can't confirm in the least bit. So this is pure speculation, but I know that award shows suffer radically uh, all the time from, you know, trying to get viewers to watch and things like that. But part of me can't help but think that people see that movies that haven't even been released to the general public yet get nominated for Best Picture of the Year, and they're like, you know, you know, what the what the fuck is this? We haven't even watched this movie yet, and they're saying it's one of the best movies. That always drives me nuts. It's like a movie that hasn't come out yet is being nominated for an award, even though the general public hasn't even seen it yet. So uh, that that just makes it seem more inside than anything. But I, my guess is that a, enough uh, people have screened it, correct? And that's why it's getting nominated. Yeah, I mean, it's if if they've done some I of think... the festivals, or if they've you know if they get released in New York, L.A., and Chicago, that's really all you need for limited release. You can't help it if uh, like a movie like Her or the movie Nebraska that Alexander Payne made. That's uh, you know apparently really good with Bruce Dern. If you know if you're independent thing you're it's kind of hard for you to get you know promoted and sold everywhere else i mean blue jasmine just hit our theater uh last week and that movie came out in the summertime it's just right. one of those things if it's an indie film and it's good you know unless you win those big festivals like sundance and uh tribeca you're you know who knows what's going to happen uh we're going to skip over the amazing spider-man 2 international trailer because uh spin-offs were confirmed for the Spider-Man universe. Indeed they were. I can't I mean I know you guys might be getting I can't I just I don't know, I can't believe this is going to be a good idea though. Uh especially based on what they're what they're saying. Uh I, Wait, what was that? As a, it's probably not going to be a good idea, but money money money. Okay, Aaron, so give us the give us the rundown of this real quick. What are they doing with this? <laughs> they're trying to milk that cow for all it's worth. Um <laughs> It, what it boils down to is, I think, uh, from what Andrew Garfield has said, is that he is only he's only signed on to do three Spider-Man films, and he doesn't really sound too excited to sign on uh, for a fourth because that's already apparently already in talks. So what I'm guessing is that that will pretty much fill the gap while they try to find a person to take over Spider-Man or at least get him signed past the first three films. I think definitely after they do the amazing Spider-Man three, you can expect to see a Venom movie, uh, come out, you know, while they're working on this. I mean, they essentially have to keep working one in order to retain the rights. 
so that they don't revert back to marbling too. I mean, you know, they 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 gotta just keep getting the money from it. I mean, they can't just let the property sit. I mean, eventually the markets are be, gonna become so saturated with superhero films, nobody's gonna care. But while they're hot, they gotta jump on it. Right, Cody. That's my that that's where I'm gonna jump in here with you. Um, on the surface, it always sounds like great news because the more the merrier. But with with all of the Marvel properties right now, and then Marvel a few weeks ago just. Uh, announced that they're going to be doing a bunch of Netflix original series. Uh, these Spider-Man movies are getting spun off. There's already an announcement of another X-Men movie before the newest X-Men movie even comes out. And then, obviously, that's not even touching on what DC is doing. Uh, is this great, or are they in, are they getting dangerously close to oversaturating uh, movie and TV with, with comic book properties? Probably, yeah. Um, I think it's great just because... I'm such a big fan of those things. Right. But the average moviegoer eventually is going to get tired of it, which yeah. sucks because then it affects like the movies and then it's going to affect the shows and all the way down to like comic books in your store. Yeah. Sales are going to suffer, so that kind yeah. of sucks, but right, it's 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 going to it's probably going to trickle down pretty pretty heavily to all the other areas of of the comic book world. I mean, it 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 there's already an example of this in science fiction. Uh, sci-fi was literally just everywhere. You couldn't find, a, a, you know, a, a channel that didn't have some sort of sci-fi series running on it. People got sick of it. There were tons of sci-fi movies everywhere. People got tired of it, and then the genre kind of, you know, it's now it's slowly starting to come back uh, onto TV and, and things like that. And it's making its way back in movies and stuff. But there was a period of time where people just got sick and tired of it. Like that's all they make. Uh, then there was obvious, I mean, people are still on the kick about sequels and, and re and remakes and reboots and, and things like that. But that, that train does not for the time being at least seem to slow down, but it's certainly, I don't know, Glenn, do you think that they're, they're fast tracking their way towards oversaturating the market with comic book stuff? Well, yeah, definitely. I, I That's mean, the money talking, about obviously. It. Yeah, I mean, everybody, yeah, everyone wants to see him. I want to see Venom done right, not, you know, Foreman. But, <laughs> you know, there's just certain, there's just characters you want to see flesh out on the screen. And eventually, they're all going to come by, and then you're just going to get the next reboot series. Mm-hmm. I just wish they would do something like they do with Bond, to the fact that, it doesn't. Maybe not every movie has to connect, and you can still have those characters, but have every each thing be its own story, and not have to completely like, oh well, you got this actor, he's not signed on for the next movies. Let's reboot the franchise. Right, right, right. Well, Just that's what I think fight. they're gonna do eventually with all the Marvel movies. Like you know, something that Andrew Garfield kind of alluded to. Like if he won't be number four, you know, someone else will. So I think at that point, you know, they're not gonna risk rebooting the franchise since they're already so popular and so fresh. They'll just put someone else in who could just keep the ball rolling and go. Because I mean. Robert Denny Jr. is not going to be Iron Man for another 15 years. I mean, so that they got to start working on these issues now while they can. Absolutely. Uh, Glenn, agree or disagree? The season two trailer for House of Cards is awesome. Awesome. Moving on to the next topic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, man, we're, we're putting the gas on it. Uh, Cody, have you watched any House of Cards at all, by the way? I, 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 we need to spread the love because I don't think Aaron's watching it. I, no. I have not seen it. Okay. I uh, we cannot high, I don't think we could highly recommend enough. I, I what would you say Glenn uh two thirds of the Netflix original shows are are worth watching? Yeah, yeah, I would say that and Orange is Black. I haven't seen Hemlock Grove, so I have no idea. I haven't but. seen Hemlock Grove, but I've watched uh Derek from Ricky Gervais and that that oh. was tr- 
that was tremendous. Uh, I don't know if that started as an original for Netflix. I don't know if they, I think they may have aired it in the UK first uh, and then shifted it over to Netflix. But the, the first season of that was, uh, was tremendous. Uh, let's, let us talk real quickly about what's on the website this week. Uh, there's a bunch of stuff that we already mentioned, uh, most of the trailers and stuff like that. Um, what else do we have? Oh, I saw Gravity. They got the review up for that. To uh, Glenn's dismay, I enjoyed the film thoroughly. <laughs> uh, dude, why why were you <laughs> why were you so let down that I liked Gravity? I just I don't want it to be good. <laughs> I think that's my problem. Is, I it, want it, is, this, is it Sandra Bullock? Is that what it is? Or do you have a thing I against Alfonso Cuarón? Or no, I think it's kind of like the artist. Like it's one of those things that. Oh man, this was made to be a good movie, and I don't want it to be good. And then I'm, I'm gonna watch it and be like, "Damn, that that that's a fucking good movie right there." Yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a Sandra Bullock fan at all. There's but Slumdog Millionaire, you know, just I'm gonna right. hate myself when I watch it and actually think it's a good movie, and right. I'll start with hipster glasses, and I, I just yeah, no. It was it was really well done, and, and uh, but I mean, you know, don't don't take my word for it because this. This movie basically they just slammed it right into my wheel zone. It's you know space exploration, lots of lots of outer spacey stuff, and uh, really uh, by and large, I would say mostly scientifically accurate. Uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson may have a word or two with you uh, about some of the uh, some of the aspects of the film, but uh, by and large, um, and if you've ever wanted to know what it's like to be in outer space, uh, a, a crap ton of astronauts said they were shocked at how accurately they portrayed. Uh, what it looks like and uh, the movement and and everything. They said it was absolutely uh, spectacular. And I can only imagine what it would be like to see it on like on, a, on an IMAX screen or something like that. It was just uh, it was gorgeous. And Sandra Bullock at uh, she's she's getting nominated for a Golden Globe and she'll probably get an Oscar nomination as well. It's the best thing I've ever seen her in. But as I said, I'm not a big Sandra Bullock fan. So, uh, but yeah, I, I couldn't recommend it more highly. A lot of people saw it. Uh, so on the plus side, uh, it's one of those Oscar-nominated movies that at least some people will know. That's always the the that's always the knock on on those movies, right, Glenn? That nobody's ever seen any of those movies. Yeah, and, they just uh, come why, out so late. And that's why nobody tunes in, theoretically. Yeah, it, I mean, it's just like people talk Black Friday sales. Like everybody's trying to leapfrog each other, except it's like reverse. Everyone's trying to make it to yeah. December 31st at 11:59 right. to make that cutoff that you know they can get nominated, and so it's a f- most fresh on people's minds. But uh, it's whatever. And, and and your quick thoughts, sir, in your review for uh, Dallas Buyers Club. It was amazing, great, loved it. Um, had to question my sexuality a few times thanks to Jared Leto. Woo! Uh, <laughs> no, no, let's go further off the rails. No, it, it was, it was, it's really good. It's really interesting. Um, if you like that kind of subject matter, as far as uh, I really like Philadelphia, that was one of my favorite movies. Uh, it it kind of ties into that, especially with AIDS, and really just seeing uh, a character grow and change throughout a movie uh, was magnificent. The fact that it's a true story and all this happened, and he was told you're gonna die in 30 days, and he lived on for seven years, and you know, said F you to the U.S. government. It It's really, really good. You know, that movie looks terrible to me. I saw a trailer for Interstellar. I don't know what the fuck that movie's supposed to be about. I oh, saw the, six minutes uh, of nothing. The new Chris Nolan movie, yeah, oh yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. It was yeah, just that... McConaughey talking at you, and you don't even see him till like, five minutes in, and then you immediately see him. He's just driving a truck, and it's like, well, what the fuck is this movie even about? Wait, wait. So you did, you got to see – you did the IMAX showing of The Hobbit, right? So they, yeah. did, they did a five-minute preview? 
It was like a seven minute really fucking long trailer. trailer. Oh my god. Yeah. He's just talking about space and stuff. And then was there any shots of space in this trailer? Uh, there's a rocket ship that goes out of the sky behind a cornfield. That's yeah, it. My friend that was it. My friend made the joke. He was, "Is this the astronaut farmer?" I was like, "I think it's the sequel." But, yeah. <laughs> so the movie's called Interstellar, yeah. and the closest thing you get to space in all of seven minutes of footage is a rocket going up in the distance. Yeah. Well, yeah. that'll. There's gonna be that, some kind of Nolan twist where the that'll the reel reel pulls back, and we're all just up his ass just watching the movie. <laughs> I, I thought the reveal would be that they just pull like back just and a real slow pullback of his brown eye, and then it'll just be him flipping the bird in the mirror at us, doing a selfie over his toilet. Maybe the twist, maybe the twist will be that you know we're the ones that are on the starship. You guys, we're on spaceship <laughs> Earth. We're on spaceship Earth right now. That's, oh my that's, God. That's not M. Night He doesn't make twists. <laughs> I don't. I don't know where I this know. twist is coming from. I don't know where we retconned Christopher Nolan's mo <laughs> to include twists <laughs> in movies, but I personally like it. I'm telling you, it's going to be up his butthole. There's and no it's way it's going to be good. Is what yeah. it's going to be. So. It, it'll probably be good, but that trailer yeah. that trailer does did not make it sound appetizing. No, it does not inspire confidence in the least. No, uh, and it's going to have a November release. So you know what he's gunning for? He's gunning for that Oscar nominee that he thinks he should have got a couple years ago. Yeah. No. Uh, let's, let's I hope McConaughey a... talks in a Bane voice in it. <laughs> he kind of anyone... does already, though. Like, I don't yeah, but, but just to hear the southern drawl on the Bane voice, like to me, I think that was what, what was missing. From it doesn't matter who you are. <laughs> let's pay a bill, shall we? <laughs> Um, normally we talk about the uh, the link to uh, Amazon from which you can buy some stuff, but uh, we figured, hey, so close to so close to Christmas time, why not mention uh, the deal we've got going on with Amazon Prime? Let's forget the Amazon thing uh, for a minute. Uh, do you, uh, Aaron, uh, Glenn, Cody? Do you guys have you guys use Hulu at all? Yep. Okay. Yep. I'm a Netflix guy. Okay, so Netflix guy from Cody and. Other two guys are Hulu users. Now Hulu's pretty pretty good for what they for what they're distributing. Uh, but I don't know if you guys have seen it, but elsewhere you can there's lots of free trials for Hulu and you get a Hulu trial for a week. Which is, you know, okay I guess. Uh, but the thing we've got going on with Amazon Prime is is more than a week, sir. It's it's a month and this couldn't I, you know what? Not a better time, I don't think, to get Amazon Prime because uh, that shit's helping me out. We'll get my Christmas presents here on time because we got a paycheck late. Uh, so oh. that that meant Amazon shopping. And we, I've been using Prime for, uh, I want to say, a year and a half now. I think we're on our, our second go-around. Uh, it's, it's a lifesaver. Free two-day shipping on millions of items from Amazon, plus the uh, the streaming of over 30,000 movies and TV shows available on pretty much any and every platform you can think of. And uh, the the best part, if you do the free trial, you click the banner on top of cinemageekly.com and sign up. Uh, it doesn't cost you anything. We get a little kickback from Amazon. And you get every single, every single thing from Amazon Prime free with that trial. So, yeah. Not just the movies and the TV shows, but you get the two-day shipping for free for a month. And if uh, you're a college student, it's it's basically half off. I think it's like 45 instead of 80 for a year if you're a yeah, college student. That's right, for Amazon Prime. Uh, and, and I should mention, I guess we should throw that in there as well. If you don't dig it after your one month, you can you can stop using it. But if you want to stick around, it's $79 up front for an entire year. 
which if memory serves correct is uh, somewhere $15, $20 cheaper than Netflix's uh, year-long as well. And they've got a lot of stuff that um, Netflix and especially Hulu uh, doesn't carry. Hulu's more into uh, uh, more recent TV shows. Uh, unless, of course, you like any of the really good TV shows, in which case they don't have any of those episodes or they only have a small fraction of the episodes available to you. I'm not a Hulu Plus fan at all, so uh, hopefully they they never stretch out their arms uh, for a sponsorship. I couldn't muster it. I, I tried Hulu for a while, and it, uh, it it didn't work out for me. What killed it for me, Aaron, was your... Uh, your insistence that I watch Arrow, and I hopped right on there, and all they had were the last four episodes of the first season. Yeah, you got to be quick with with the more popular new shows. Yeah. Uh, some you can get away with, but a lot of the ones that are really popular, you, you need to. You, you can't binge watch like what you could on on Netflix when they're all hit DVD. And Netflix came to the rescue rescue shortly thereafter and had all of the se- the first season of Arrow up, and I I caught up on it uh, pretty quick. Uh, we're going to do uh, an extended look at the upcoming Blu-ray releases because there is, uh, for uh, the week of December 24th and December 31st, there are only three releases. Uh, so we're just going to, on the next couple of podcasts, just skip the Blu-ray releases and mention all of those uh, upcoming Blu-ray releases right here. Uh, yeah, let's do that now, actually. There's a ton of them. Holy cow, there's a lot of Blu-ray releases, especially for this week. I wonder why. It's almost as if there's some sort of holiday coming up. And they want these. Uh, <laughs> they want these all released just in time. Uh, there's a there's a ton of them for uh, the week of December seventeenth. Uh, Ain't them bodies saints from IFC Films and MPI Home Videos coming out on Blu-ray. I have never heard. Of it. Glenn, you've you've seen some obscure films. You've, have you heard of this one before? I've heard of it, but I I couldn't tell you what it's about. But I have heard the name. It's a 2013 American romantic comedy drama film. So there you go. Never heard of it. But uh, it's out on Blu-ray if, you, if you're willing to take a risk. The Beast Within from Scream Factory is out on Blu-ray. Uh, the Matt Damon uh, Elysium, that is hitting the Blu-rays. Uh, that, that didn't do it for me. It didn't live up to the hype. I was really hoping Neil Blomkamp was going to hit it out of the park again like he did with District 9. And Elysium was okay, but it didn't, uh, it didn't do it for me. Uh, the Family uh, from Fox is coming out on Blu-ray. Ghost Team 1 from Paramount Pictures. Um, anybody know what that is? I've never heard of that either. There's a lot of these things that I've not heard of before. Yeah, I've got no clue, man. It sounds yeah, like a military thing. Oh, oh yep, yep. It, 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 in fact, is, sir. Except it looks like it's one of those scary movie-esque spoof ripoffs that are always terrible. So, yeah. <laughs> its tagline is, Ar- Arouse the Dead. Oh, sexy. <laughs> uh, Justified, the complete fourth season is hitting Blu-ray from Sony. Kick-Ass 2 from Universal is hitting the Blu-ray. And, of course, that may eventually get packaged with the Hit Girl spinoff movie, Carrie, which also came out earlier uh, this year. Uh, hey, everybody. Indiana Jones is hitting the Blu-ray, this time singularly. I've already got the box set at home. It's awesome. But uh, if that's not your thing, if you're like, you know what, fuck, uh, fuck Temple of Doom. I just want Raiders and Last Crusade. You can get them. They're all individually being released from Paramount. Um, although I would throw Temple. I mean, you got to have Temple of Doom in there. You it, have to. Kalima. Yeah, Monkey Brains at Bangkok Palace. Come on. Yeah, you can't miss out on that. Uh, speaking of things you can miss out on, The Lone Ranger is hitting Blu-ray from uh, from Disney. 
This uh, this movie kind of really did fall on its ass, didn't it, a little bit? I think it did. Uh, Glenn, do you think it's going to recoup it all in the Blu-ray sales? Do you think it's going to... I mean, it's Johnny Depp kind of almost looking like he does in the Pirates movies. And it's from the people who made those Pirates movies. Do you think it might no, end up No, I hope recouping? it doesn't. It probably well, will. I mean... I mean, I feel bad for Army Hammer. I, I kind of liked him. I liked him in Social Network. and uh, I like Army Hammer. I think they were kind of hoping this is going to be like one of those breakout roles where he gets yeah, cast in every movie uh, from here on out, and this didn't do all that well. So I feel bad for him, but it didn't look appealing to me uh, at all. Uh, my 10-year-old is really excited because One Direction, This Is Us, is hitting Blu-ray and Blu-ray 3D. I will not be buying it for her for Christmas. So if you're listening to this right now, I'm very sorry. <laughs> not in Not in my home. Uh, not that it matters. She... <laughs> What's that movie about? Uh, One Direction. Oh, come on, Aaron. We've had this discussion before. It's that British boy band. Oh, all, right, all right, I got you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we did actually have this discussion once, and Aaron, uh, I wish I lived in his world because he was blissfully oblivious to who One Direction were, <laughs> and uh, just I, I envy you so much. Uh, Percy Jackson, Sea of Monsters, hitting the Blu-ray and Blu-ray 3D. Prisoners. Uh, that movie got quite a bit of praise. That's the uh, the Jake Gyllenhaal, Hugh Jackman movie. Uh, that's out on the Blu-ray. And uh, I'm going to have to pick that up because that looked good. And a lot of people said it was excellent. Glenn, did you get a chance to see it? No, I never got around to seeing it. I heard it's good, but I heard all Hugh Jackman does is scream the whole time. Oh, so, so. it's like the Wolverine movie, yeah. Right. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> Just without claws. Uh, for December 24th, Insidious Chapter 2 is being released the day before Christmas. On Blu-ray. So for your real last-minute Christmas shopping, Insidious Chapter 2 is available on Blu-ray. And for December 31st, Don John is uh, coming out on the Blu-ray from Fox. That would be the uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt ScarJo movie, which uh, mm-hmm. Joseph Gordon-Levitt also directed as well. Um, getting, uh, I think he, he wrote really it too, good. didn't he? Like he wrote a movie where he gets to bang Scarlett Johansson and jerk off all day. <sighs> yeah, he wrote it. It's I it's love that guy. <laughs> What a job! Uh, and Sweetwater from Arc Entertainment is also uh, hitting the Blu-rays. Uh, let's see how did the how did the box office shape up uh, last week? Uh, Delivery Man, you guys, was number five. That's Vince Vaughn and Kobe Smulders. Uh, so this movie doing okay at the box office in spite of Vince Vaughn being in it. Uh, well, did that th- movie didn't deliver, huh? Oh, oh bada wow. boom. Slow clap for you, Glenn Bovey. Woo! Uh, it did 3.7 million. Thor: The Dark World hanging on at number four with 4.8 million. That's still doing not too bad, all things considered. It's really been out there for quite a while. Uh, out of the Furnace, the Christian Bale Casey Affleck movie uh, did 5.2 million, and then we jump up to uh, the heavy hitters, The Hunger Games: Catching Fire, still holding on at number two, did 26.2 million, and God, this is what its third week now, fourth yeah, week, something like. That. It's still doing pretty good. 373 million, I think, or 337 million. It's mm-hmm. it's gonna it's getting up there in the records. Uh, the number one movie from last week is apparently what is being heralded as the greatest Disney movie of all time, depending on who you're listening to. Uh, Frozen, which is which is doing really well critically, and it did 31.6 million uh, bank at the box office. Um, big movie releases, obviously, for this weekend. Um, they were, in no particular order, American Hustle uh, hit the theaters. That's with uh, Jennifer Lawrence and Bradley Cooper. Uh, Saving Mr. Banks, that would be the uh, the Walt Disney movie, right, with Emma Thompson and Tom Hanks? Yep. yep. Also doing well critically. Uh, hey, 
Aaron, right down your alley, sir. Tyler Perry's a Medea's Christmas. Uh, <laughs> Ali, I mean, if you told me like Larry the Cable Guy was in it, then I think I would be down to go see this movie. Cody, would that draw you into a Tyler Perry Christmas film? Nothing. You would have to chain me and direct. Like Tyler Perry himself would have to <laughs> physically drag me to go see that movie. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, indeed. Hallelujah. Indeed. Um, God, that's amazing. Uh, it's probably going to do some decent bank, too. I mean, it's going up against, uh, obviously, it's going up against uh, The Hobbit, The Desolation of Smog, but um, it's still probably going to do ridiculous bank for the, you know, for, for his movies, they always do good. He's definitely got that audience that always comes out and watches everything. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not getting reviewed very well, however. So, I, I don't know, Aaron, what does this say to you? Uh, Tyler Perry's A Medea Christmas ranks among Perry's least entertaining or substantive works. Wow. <laughs> what does that say to you, sir, who already holds a low a low opinion? That's saying to me that I really uh, don't want to see this film. Are you sure it isn't putting it in the category of so bad that maybe you should check it out? I would rather wagon train Sandler's last five movies <laughs> for a week straight, all day, every day. Okay. Than see a, a Tyler Perry's Christmas, unless he could get the long-awaited uh, Dolly Parton Queen Latifah reunion, and they could fit, do some more fisting, like in uh, Bring the Music or Joyful Noise or jo- whatever. It was, it, was, it, was, it was Joyful Noise. Joyful and Aaron, uh, Aaron, I should <laughs> mention, and, Aaron, <laughs> and Aaron, I should note that uh, from where that joke originally started, you took it from a rated, you took it from a rated PG-13 joke to a. A TVMA triple X rating joke. I believe it started as Queen Latifah and Dolly Parton motorboating each other. And now oh, it started. It did. And now yeah. they're fisting each other. So I think uh, we've increased the uh, the age restriction level on that at least two or three grades. Well, I, I think joke. he's going to draw the audience in some. Like you got to shock them. You got to shock them. Mm-hmm. To be fair, I'd rather see that. Oh, <laughs> the fisting <laughs> over the motorboating, or well, Queen Latifah wearing Dolly all Parton it. like a glove. <laughs> For all that hilarious goodness and more, uh, all the all the conversations we were talking about, everything else, all the uh, all the reviews, all the trailers, uh, available on the website cinemageekly.com, uh, which I, I should note we've made an upgrade for for everybody who checks us out uh, via their uh, their their mobile phone. Uh, we just got done upgrading the uh, the mobile version of the website. Uh, it doesn't look like a piece of crap anymore. It, it's actually fairly decent looking now. So we've we've upgraded that as well for uh, for you mobile readers. Uh, also, uh, the social networks. That's where you can reach out, uh, send us messages, or comment on the uh, the various wacky shit that we post. Facebook, yeah, anything but Twitter, you assholes. <laughs> <laughs> Facebook, Twitter, uh, Google Plus, and Tumblr, all at Cinema Geekly. Uh, and of course, uh, keep filling up the mailbag. I actually got uh, enough stuff to probably do a mailbag episode. <laughs> if you want to continue to contribute to the mailbag, info at cinemageekly.com is where you can send uh, questions. And in this case, I'm guessing in relation to this episode, hate mail and uh, <laughs> lots of trolling, I'm sure. Uh, Aaron, I don't know if the the troll from the, uh, the first or second mailbag episode, if this doesn't bring him back. Uh, this episode, I don't know what will. Uh, he doesn't. He doesn't want any more of this. <laughs> you pretty. You nailed him pretty hardcore <laughs> last time, sir. Uh, but that's where you can. Uh, that's where you can do all that. And of course, as it relates to the podcast, iTunes. 
where you can uh, subscribe to us on there, rate and review the podcast. And we uh, we added <laughs> tune in rate. I don't know. Has anybody rated? You're laughing like you've looked recently, and nobody's rated to review the podcast in a while. No, it, it, it's it, like we we can tell from the download numbers. We can tell from the the unique visits. We can tell from return visits. I mean, we have the numbers, so we know that you fucking sea suckers out there yeah. listen to the show. You, you you download the podcast, you know, a ton, but you won't rate it. It's oh, yeah. it just—that's how they're trolling us. They're, they're just silently just twisting the screws and into the, my balls by not rating. Like I'm just gonna, I'm gonna just swerve them and be like, you know what? Don't rate the, don't rate. It. I'm gonna delete all your ratings. Don't fucking rate the podcast. Don't rate shit. And well, you know, it, watch it, tomorrow is just gonna skyrocket. It probably doesn't help that the main host of the show has gone on record numerous times stating that I don't rate or review any of the podcasts that I listen to on a regular <laughs> basis either. And they're like, well, if he doesn't do it, why should we bother? Uh, and that's an excellent point, which I do not have an answer for. But uh, we're, we're saying, please don't be like me. Don't grow up to be like I, uh, Anthony Lewis. Uh, please rate and review the podcast. Uh, also, for people on uh, Android, your phones or tablets, uh, if you're not an Apple user run, uh, we added TuneIn Radio and the TuneIn Radio app. And we just expanded out a little bit further. We're also now available on uh, the Stitcher radio app as well. And there's actually, we've got it linked on the uh, the page for the last podcast and uh, they've got quite a nice setup over there at Stitcher. So if you're not a fan of TuneIn Radio, uh, check us out on, on Stitcher and grab that app as well. Um, uh, apparently, we're even eligible to be nominated uh, for their 2013 Stitcher Awards. But uh, given that we're kind of brand new to the place and I don't think we want to just take over the whole website immediately, uh, you might want to hold off on that. Oh no! Nominate the fuck out of us. Let's do this. Are you sure, sir? I don't. I don't know if we want to just sweep all of their awards. Let's go like gangbusters in there. <laughs> uh, but you can. Just you can kick it down both doors. Just you know, trench coats flapping in the wind. Right, and you can totally do that. And by the way, the, the people over at Stitcher were cool enough to uh, uh, give us a welcome tweet once uh, once they loaded us up on there, and I do believe that actually resulted in a couple of extra followers as well. Uh, as a result of that. So that yet another way to listen to the Cinema Geekly podcast. So you can check us out on iTunes, on uh, TuneIn Radio, and on uh, Stitcher as well. All of those uh, apps widely available. Oh, you know what I should throw it out? Aaron, did you see the uh, the uh, the mid-season break for uh, Sons of Anarchy? Did you see that? Oh, oh. Christ, yes. I go by the sound of Cody's sigh of, of terror. I take it you also saw it. Yes. Oh God! What a horrific ending that was. Man, if, if if for those of you who haven't seen it, I don't know. Glenn, do you watch the show? Nope. Okay. Well, for her <laughs> trying to drown her and then actually going at her the way she did to finish her off, mm-hmm. holy shit, was that a jump of violence? I mean, drowning would suck, but getting stabbed in the back of the head with that fucking giant, Jesus. yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Gren- Gren, I think Glenn would refer to it as a grilling fork. A grilling fork, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it basically, I don't know, um, I don't know what the proper term is, but it essentially looked like a gigantic fork uh, or a miniature pitch, uh, or a miniature pitchfork of some variety. But yeah, uh, basically just uh, just drowning her in dishwater, no less. Mm-hmm. It looked like dirty dishwater, and then just started stabbing her repeatedly in the back of the head with that thing. Um, Kurt Sutter is just the sickest human being, I think. He. He comes up with, like, the worst ways to kill people. I'm telling you, if he wasn't a writer, he'd be in prison for murder. Because <laughs> this dude has got some pent-up shit he's dealing with, like, on the daily. It's ridiculous. Uh, yeah. 
and 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 better yet, I read that he's got a new because uh, Suns last season is next year mm-hmm. or next season or whatever, and uh, he's already got another show in the works for FX, and it sounds like a period piece actually, and it, I don't know if it's in ancient Rome or something like that, uh, but it's definitely a period piece completely withdrawn from uh, this world that he created. So it'll be interesting to see uh, where he goes next. If kind of so, is it going to be like, a gang of uh, of chariots, chariot drivers? <laughs> oh, perhaps. They they start the first MC. Yeah, oh, that'd be sweet. <sighs> oh, we lost so many listeners this episode. Uh, for Cody Kelly, Glenn Bove, Aaron DeLosa, I'm Anthony Lewis, and we'll see you next week on the Cinema Geekly Podcast Zombie Sex Chat. Arr.